Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Thanks, Sully. I'm Pastor Melody. I'm so glad to be here today. Let's begin with prayer. Wonderful and gracious God, open up my lips to speak your word and open up the hearts of all to hear your message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I was reading an article this week, and it came across an article about this caterpillar called the fuzz caterpillar. Now, I love caterpillars. I remember when I was little, I would get a big jar and to see how many I could collect and then hold on to until they became butterflies. So I was really intrigued by this article. Well, the fuzz caterpillar is a little bit different than most caterpillars out there. First of all, it is the most venomous caterpillar in the United States. And it's still about the same size as most caterpillars. And to top it off, it is hairy. It looks like a big toupee crawling around. And then when you touch it, it's like a bee sting, but worse. So this little teeny caterpillar can pack a big punch. So what are those things in your life that are little, but pack a big punch? I think of jalapeno peppers. Those things make me cry for days and my mouth is on fire. How about salt? You need a little bit of salt to make your food taste great, but then put too much and oh, it's awful. It just overpowers the meal. And then that little red sock that ends up in a load of white sheets, and now they're all pink. These little things could pack big punches. So that's what we're talking about today, little things that can make a big impact. So over the last few weeks, we have been diving deep into the prophets, and we covered all the minor prophets. And these prophets were minor not because of their message, but because of the length of their book. And now we're moving into the major prophets, and we're starting today with Isaiah. Now, I really like Isaiah because he seems so real. When God came to Isaiah in a vision and told him he was to proclaim this message that God had for him, Isaiah reacted by saying he was not worthy enough for this calling. He thought he was too sinful. How can someone like him take on this big responsibility? How could he do what God was calling him to do. This reminds me of people I talk to every day. We're all called to be ministers of Christ, but sometimes that message just seems too big. I remember meeting with somebody about two years ago, and she said that she believed God was calling her to something big, something bigger than herself. 
So we sat down and talked about the gifts that I saw in her and how she could use that to glorify God. And every time we came to a gift, she said, I don't think that's it. I don't see that gift in myself. And it's not because of her willingness to uh, share this message of good news to the world. It was because she didn't see it in herself. She thought this job is too big. How could she make such a difference? Well, let's keep that in mind when we talk about Isaiah. So to get a greater understanding of Isaiah's message, we need to talk about what was happening at that time. At that time, God's people were divided into two nations, Judea in the south and Israel in the north. Now these these nations were rebelling against God's covenant that God had made with them. They saw themselves as faithful people that would be practicing their religious rights, but then they were turning their back on the poor. They would go through the motions of worship on the Sabbath, but then throughout the week, they were worshiping idols. And then the powerful were corrupt, only seeking out power and money for themselves. Now, Isaiah lived in Jerusalem, and he was called to speak on God's behalf to the leaders of uh, Jerusalem and Judea. Now, God came to him in a vision where God was in this great throne, and there were seraphim, these angel-like creatures with six wings. Now, remember his first thought was he was too simple. He wasn't good enough for this message that he had to give the people. He wasn't worthy enough. But God took a small action and created a big impact. The seraphim took burning coals and placed them on the lips of Isaiah and purified him. This act of purification gave him the strength to answer God's call And he said, here I am, send me. Isaiah spoke about many things that were to happen, that were happening, and many things that were to come. He pointed out that Israel and Judea were turning away from the loving arms of God. He talked about how Assyria was going to invade Israel and Jerusalem. And later, Babylon was going to come and take God's people into exile. But with this message of destruction also came a message of hope. He predicted some change that was going to happen in the form of a little child. So we, here we see sinful people of God. They have turned away from God, yet God couldn't completely leave God's people. God was not going to let them go. So when the people of God were unworthy, when they were not good enough, when they were too small to make great changes, God acted. God stepped in with one little small act 
that changed the world forever. Isaiah spoke to the people about what God was going to do. Isaiah said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In this book of Isaiah, we read and we are reminded that we are sinful people, that we have turned our backs on God. We worship idols by putting our faith in worldly things. We have neglected the poor and the people around us who are calling for mercy. We have sinned. We have doubted that we can make a difference in this world. We don't act because we don't think we have the gifts good enough. And the tasks just seem too big. Yet God acted on our behalf too. Jesus came into this world not just for the people of the biblical time, but for each and every one of us, too. This act of sending God's Son changed the world. The simple act of dying gave salvation to all. So in response to this, we are called to change the world by sharing this message of hope. When I hear that call to action It seems impossible. It seems too big. How can I make a difference in this world? How can I, my actions change anyone's life? How can anything I do change the world? No one is going to listen to me. My kids barely do. Why would anybody else? But through Isaiah's message, through Jesus coming into this world, we learn that great change can come with little actions. Jesus didn't say, make a huge, massive church. Jesus said, make disciples. Jesus didn't say, move mountains. Jesus said, have the faith of a mustard seed. Jesus didn't say, change the world. Jesus said, love your neighbor. We are called to make big impacts through our everyday action. And all it takes is making that first step. Now, I I run. So I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a runner, but over the last 15 years, I've run about 20 half marathons. And when I first started running, the thought of running 13.1 miles seemed impossible. But it started with me going out and running one mile. 
and then going out and running a mile and trying to talk at the same time. <laughs> and then going and running two and three miles. It started with me putting on my shoes and stepping out on the road and taking that first step. So we are called to do big things, but through little actions. Little things can make a huge difference. Now, I think about the time that I went to Mammoth Cave. Okay, Mammoth Cave are, is this huge cave system in Kentucky. And all third graders in Tennessee, I think, go there for a um, tour. So I was on my tour in third grade, and the guide said, have you guys ever seen complete darkness? And, and of course, we're all like, oh, yeah, sure. But if you think about it, at night, you still see the light of a clock. Or you go outside and you see stars or a moon or the light down the street. There's never complete darkness. But in this cave, they were able to turn off all the lights and it was completely dark. And then I started to freak out a little bit. But the guide lit one match. One match. And the light filled the whole cavern. That one little match made a huge impact. So little decisions in our lives can make big impacts. It could be a person smiling at you when you're having a bad day, a handwritten letter, a little decision about how you use your money. So yes, folks, I know it's that time of the year that we focus on stewardship. I know, I know, no one likes to talk about money. But Jesus talked about it. Jesus talked about money a lot. Why? Because where we spend our money is important. Jesus didn't talk about it because he wanted you to support the church. I mean, that's nice and all. But Jesus talked about it because where you spend your money shows where your life is oriented. It shows where you are focused on and what is important to you. So money that you have is a gift from God. And yes, yes, I know that you work really, really hard for your money. But I know some really the hardest working people that work for $12 an hour. And I really know some very lazy CEOs that get $12 a second. So the money you have is a gift from God. So during this time of stewardship, it's not just about thinking about money. It's a time for you to evaluate your life's orientation. It's where is your time going as a gift from God? How are you using your skills as a gift from God? What difference are you making with the gifts you have to offer? And I know you're probably thinking, what does this have to do with Isaiah? It has everything to do with it. Because 
it's not asking you for your life savings. We're not asking you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. But instead, we're asking you to look at those little things in your life that can make a big difference. Maybe it is giving a little bit more money to the church each week. But maybe it's giving a couple extra hours of week to help your neighbors or charity work. Well, I want to leave you with this story, and I know you've probably heard it before, but it's very important. It's a great story, the starfish story. One day, a man was walking along the beach, and he noticed a boy picking up something and throwing it into the ocean. He approached the boy, and he asked, what are you doing? The boy replied, throwing starfish back in the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out. And if I don't throw them back, they'll die. Son, the man said, don't you realize there's miles and miles of beaches and hundreds and hundreds of starfish? You can't make a difference. But after listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish and threw it into the surf. And he smiled at that man and said, I made a difference for that one. So what little step are you going to make today? So as we move into a time of communion, I want you to remember Isaiah. And he said he was not good enough, that this job was too big. And God came to him and purified him, forgave him of all his sins. And we today might be saying the same thing, that this job is too big, that we are not good enough. But Jesus comes to us in communion. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.